0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Down the blind, Andrew Johnson. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. But it will get the score. his won. G'day, guys! Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. The NRL season officially kicks off on Saturday night for me, anyway. NRL season actually a few weeks away, but it kind of starts for me on Saturday night, ten past eight. We've got the Moldy All Stars taking on the Indigenous All Stars, and this afternoon on the Rugby League Guru Podcast, I'm going to go through my top five players from each team that I am excited to watch in this game. There could be a vast array of reasons why I'm keen to watch these guys. It might be that they've got a comeback story. It might be that they're moving clubs, trying a new position. It might might be super coach sort of stuff. It could be that they're the main guy in their team. It could be a combination that they're trying to build. It could be a position they're trying to win at their respective club. There's so many storylines and everything going on in this game and so many things I'm excited for. But I've managed to narrow it down to five for each team. And as I said, we're going to kick off with the Maldi side this afternoon. Let's dive into the top five. Number five. Coming in at number five, we've got Aaron Clark. Now, a very interesting one during this preseason when the Gold Coast Titans came out and announced that he will be the hooker in round one. Despite having Aaron Booth on their books, they have signed him from the Melbourne Soans. They've also got Tanner Boyd in their squad as well. A number of guys that I probably thought uh, would be in the running for this hooker spot. Aaron Clark, I'll be honest with you, he's a guy that I'm not overly convinced if he's going to be a full-time hooker in the NRL. He's sort of been a bit of a utility guy who has played. Played a bit of nine uh, so far in his NRL career. But he is a guy that, once again, cards on the table. I'll be completely honest with you guys. I'm not convinced if he's going to be a full-time hooker in the NRL. I'm not quite sure if he's up to it. This is where this game allows him to stamp his authority and remind everyone that he is the guy for the Gold Coast Titans. We saw last year the handy number nine for this multi-side was, of course, Brandon Smith. He absolutely killed it. An unbelievable performance. I think it was a year before, actually. I think he scored two tries. He was on fire. This is the same jersey that Aaron Clark will be wearing. Him being named as the Titan starting nine, it raised a lot of eyebrows around Rugby League. Not many people really saw this one coming. I I think we could have accepted it if he got the round one jersey, but to be told this early, uh, that makes it really interesting. And that says to me that this guy has probably had a massive preseason. So for me, really excited to see him go around. He's a guy that I have doubted, as I've said a few times. This is the sort of game where guys that are doubted and guys that are underappreciated can really stand up and have an impact. This game's going to mean a lot to Aaron Clark. Obviously, culture-wise, it'll mean a lot to him, but I think opportunity-wise, as far as his career goes, this could be massive. It can go both ways when you tell guys they've got a jersey, yeah? And maybe this is a little masterstroke by the Gold Coast Titans up there. Maybe Aaron Clark, he could go to a new level knowing that his club backs him and it's his jersey to start the season. Number four. A little bit cheeky in number four. I actually had two guys and I tried to split them all afternoon, but I can't for different reasons. I'm going to go with both of their front rowers. Now you've got James Fisher-Harris and Joey Tapenay there. The fish, he was the best player on the ground last year. Absolutely killed it, taking home the Preston Campbell medal. Joey Tapanay, he's one of the co-captains of this side with Cody Nicorima, so a big opportunity for him. Coming off, arguably his worst season in the NRL so far with the Canberra Raiders. There was a lot of off-field stuff. There was a lot of times where he spent time on the bench. There was just, it just seemed to be a very um, a season full of disharmony for Joey Tappanay. Eh? So to get back to his culture and play in a game where he's representing what he believes in, I think this will be massive for him. James Fisher-Harris obviously coming off the Premiership victory with the Penrith Panthers being one of the main guys, I would argue the main forward in this team. Probably him alongside with Isaiah Yo. Uh, he's not the captain of this side. He's not the captain of the Panthers, but he is without a doubt a leader in both of these teams. He is the alpha dog in each of these forward packs. And for me, I look 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 at these two. And this is probably on paper the only spot that I think the Maldi All-Stars side has a better team than the Indigenous side. It's in the front row. And I know a lot of people in the modern game sort of think, oh, you want the better halves, the better hooker, the better fullback. Rugby League has taught us for a 100 years now that if you've got the two best front rowers on the field, you are in the contest. Off the back of them, you are well and truly in the contest. And these two... They both have the potential to be the best forwards on the field by far and away. That's the sort of footballers they are. Probably alongside with Fafita for the gold uh, for for the indigenous side. But for me. Fisher-Harris, Joey Tappanay, they have to have top-shelf games in order for their team to compete. I'm sure David Kidwell, he will be have them, have them really up for this game. These are two guys that I'm anticipating. You'll probably see them play similar minutes to what you would in the NRL. I wouldn't be shocked to see these two go for 55, 60 minutes because I know how much it means to them. They are the two alphas in this pack, and they will be ready to rip in. And they're going to have to rip in if their side is going to win this game against the Indigenous All-Stars. Number three. Rugby League, the home of the redemption story. And the next one that's playing out in front of us is Jaden Nikarima. He will be on the bench for this side. The last game that he played was all the way back in 2016 representing the Sydney Roosters. Little interesting facts here. Uh, his halves partner that day, Jackson Hastings, also carving out his own redemption story, signed with the West Tigers this year. And, of course, the 5'8 that was opposite him, Tamara Martin, who is also carving out his own redemption story. He didn't get himself in trouble, just got himself injured. But a very, very interesting little uh, moment there when you look back at Nick Arima's last game, partnered with Jackson Hastings, opposing number, Tamara Martin, all in. Relatively similar situations in their career. But for me, Jaden Nikarima always had a heap of ability. Always knew how to find a little bit of Barney Rubble off the field, though. It looks like he has turned his life around. The Melbourne Storm will do not take guys in that are dickheads. The Melbourne Storm do not take guys in that aren't serious about their rugby league and about their life as well. So really good signs from Jaden Nicarima. Uh, I'm so excited to see him play. I don't know where he comes on and plays, whether he comes on and plays hooker, half, 13. I'm really not sure if he'll just be floating around. I've got no idea. I always thought he was a great little 5'8", f- so I think he'll come on and play second fiddle. If he gets the opportunity to play uh, second fiddle outside Cody Nicarima, that really does excite me. Chanel Harris-Tavita, he's obviously there. Chanel Harris-Tavita could be a guy that spends a bit of time at nine for Aaron Clark as well. I wouldn't be surprised if Chanel just jumps in at 13 and they just play with a heap of ball players on the field. But Jaden Nicarima, it is sensational to see him back in our game. Cannot wait to see him running around for the Melbourne Storm this year. You'd have to assume he will play round one with all the suspensions and everything. And to be honest with you, if he has a big game in the All-Stars, he performs in round one. I can see a world where he potentially could be a 14 for the Melbourne Storm, assuming Brandon Smith is in the 13 and Harry Grant is in the 9. I think he could play a role for the Melbourne Storm, and I think he could be next man up You know, in the halves or potentially uh, at hooker as well. So a big opportunity for Jaden Nikarima to come out and play a really good game here. Obviously, it's going to be suited to him. He's going to come on when there's tired bodies around. They probably won't be as tired as they normally are in the NRL, but also he's got to get some match fitness under his belt. I just remember always thinking with Jaden Nikarima, similar to Cody. He's just got great instincts, he's got great touch. I just can't wait to see him back in rugby league. I would say that the current game is more suited to Jaden Nikarima now than when he was playing. And as you all know, those sort of guys really excite me. A redemption story, he's turned his life around, he's arrived at the Melbourne Storm. That will have a positive impact on him as well. Jaden Nikarima, he's one of the most one of the guys I'm most excited to watch on Saturday night. For a very long time, and I still think he's got a lot more to offer in rugby league, is Chanel Harris Tavito playing over there at the New Zealand Warriors. Sort of fallen in and out of favor over the last few years. We saw last season him training at five him playing at 5'8, sorry, and that was in preparation for Sean Johnson's arrival. Since then, they've gone out and signed Ash Taylor, and reportedly he is absolutely flying. You gotta remember they signed Ash Taylor on a train and trial deal. There was no promise of a first grade spot, and Ash Taylor has earned his way into that side. They don't need Ash Taylor. They've got Chanel Harris-Tavita. They've got Cody Nicorema. They've got a heap of options there that they could play at 5'8". So there was no need for them to go after Ash Taylor. He has earned that contract. And for me, that puts Chanel Harris-Tavita under a little bit of pressure. Now, when you look at the way that their side is made up, I've heard a lot of people say he should play in Jersey 13, which I think would work, but... You've got so many guys to fit into this side. It's not even funny at the New Zealand Warriors, especially once Tohu Harris returns. Josh Caron, Tohu. So many guys to fit in. Ewan Aitken's now in the second row as well. Eli Katoa, Bailey Sirinan. The list goes on and on with them. So I don't think they can afford to have him there. I could see a world where he potentially becomes their 14 and even spends some time at hooker. But for me, Chanel Harris-DeVita is too talented not to be playing in the halves in rugby league. For me, if I'm CHT and Ash Taylor looks like he's the guy... I'll tell you what, I would be looking a little bit outside the box. I'd be maybe ringing Newcastle and saying, what's doing? And if he can put on a big performance in this game, which history has shown us that halves that are maybe under a little bit of pressure or halves that are maybe unwanted by clubs, they can come out and brand it in this game and really make a lot of teams sit up. I look at Tyrone Roberts a couple of years ago, absolutely killed it. I look at the... the um, the impact that Cody Walker had on last year's game, the last few years, and the momentum he's taken off the back of that. He just took his game to a new level, and I can see a world where CHT is a really good game here and really puts pressure on Ash Taylor to, to give him back his sixth jersey, or potentially, it could open a door somewhere else. He's another guy that I think the Dolphins could be looking at in the future. Uh, so CHT, I really like him. I think he's too talented to not be in first grade or to not be a starting half or 5'8 in first grade. He has still got a lot of development in him. There is no doubt about it, but this is a really good opportunity in a game where You know It's stacked against him. They're $3 outsiders. He hasn't got as many strike weapons as the indigenous halves do. It's a really good opportunity to show what he's all about. We know he's tough as nails. We know he's going to pull off a couple of shots, but he's also got this incredible skill set that for me we haven't seen enough of it over the last few years. I think CHT knows that his back is against the wall a little bit here with Ash Taylor walking in and Sean Johnson arriving. He was meant to be the guy last year. It's all sort of changed now by, by, by the looks of things. So big pressure on CHT. I cannot I'll wait to see how he responds to it and how he stands up in this game on Saturday night. Number 1. Cody Nikarema, he finds himself in a real crossroads as far as his career goes. A guy that has been extremely talented for quite some time, but we just haven't seen the best out of him over the last few seasons. He obviously made the move from the Brisbane Broncos to the New Zealand Warriors, arrived there and killed it, has sort of fallen off a little bit obviously last season playing at the New Zealand Warriors, started off at 5-8, then spent a lot of games on the bench and I think it's fair to say it wasn't his best season of rugby league uh, four tries for the season a little bit disappointing by his standards realistically Cody's a guy that I've always really liked I think at the Brisbane Broncos they tried to use him as you know a halfback like a Ben hunt he was never that guy that's the reality of it he was never the right guy to stand next to Anthony Milford and to be perfectly honest with you Anthony Milford wasn't the right guy to stand next to Cody Nikorima either he's moved to the New Zealand Warriors it started off so well it has sort of faded a little bit and I get the impression impression the Warriors aren't as hot on Cody Nicarima as what they used to be similar to Chanel Harris-DeVita it's a really interesting top two that I've picked here because they are the starting halves in this representative team I understand there are a couple of guys out like Jerome Hughes, Kalen Ponga, I get that 100% but these guys are the starting halves in a representative team and I'm not sure if they're going to, if either of them are going to be a starting half at their club team, and they're both in the same club team, which is crazy to think about at the New Zealand Warriors. Once again, this is another team that if the Newcastle Knights are looking for a seven, I think they could do much worse than to grab him. Is he the exact guy they need? No, he's not, but he's an experienced guy who has who has seen a bit of rugby league, and I think he could help them. There's a number of teams in this competition that could really do with a Cody Nikorima, a guy that can jump in at seven or at hooker, and for me. I think there's a really good chance that Wayne Bennett gets on the phone and gets a hold of his old mate, his old Brisbane Broncos mate, Cody Nicorima. I can see him arriving at the Dolphins next year. I can see him and Jaden arriving there, to be perfectly honest with you. I believe they grew up up there, and I just it just seems to fit for me, and I think it would just make things so much easier for the Dolphins. I mentioned Ben Hunt the other day. He'd be a great get because you could play him at 7 or at 9, and he would handle himself well and truly. Cody Nicorima. He's just like a slightly less experienced and and not as good as Ben Hunt. He would fit in perfectly. I think he'd be a great guy for that squad. For me, he's 27 years old, Cody Nicarima. He's a good little ball player. He's got a bit of X factor to him. He's a running seven, a running nine who can be incredibly damaging. I'm not convinced that the best footy of Cody Nicarima is behind him. I think it quite possibly could be in front of him. And I think tonight, or on Saturday night, sorry, he could really start to force those dominoes to start to roll and just start to see the real Nikarima that we know and love from the last few years. I want to see Nikarima stand up in this big stage and be perfectly honest with you, I think the only way that this team can win is if Nikarima has a blinder. I think he really has to stand up. I think he has to probably score one and lay on a few more. We tipped him earlier today to feature as an anytime try scorer. I honestly think he has got the ability to stand up and have a big game here and to make the New Zealand Warriors sit up and remind themselves of the sort of guy they have. If not, I think he'll be sending a little warning shot to Wayne that he is keen, he is available and he still sees himself being a premier guy in the NRL because he definitely has the ability. We just haven't seen it over the last 12 months or so. My number one guy from this Maori side to watch is Cody Nikarima.